0: episode, we're going to look at adding emojis to our Rails application. And simply, when a user clicks on emoji, it will then automatically update, showing the new count for the number of users who have tagged this particular comment with that emoji. So as we click on the emoji, you see that it changes from a grayed out version to a colored version. And when we click on it again, it essentially toggles it and removes the emote. And we're not going to use any kind of JavaScript library or gem to get this functionality, but we're going to build it from scratch within this episode. And with this Rails 6 application, I do have a basic device setup installed, but that's really it. So I'm going to first generate a scaffold for our comments, and I want to include the user, so we'll set this to the belongs to, but I'm not going to create a content for the actual text of the comment because I want to use action text for this. So once the scaffold has been generated, we'll go ahead and run the Rails action text install so that'll install the assets and the migrations for action text. And once that's done, I can go ahead and run Rails DB migrate to migrate our database. And so from here, we can go ahead and jump into the code. In the comment model, we'll go ahead and use the helper has rich text, and then we'll pass in a parameter, and we'll just say that this is going to be our content. And then in our form, We can get rid of this user ID field, and we'll just change its text field to a rich text area, and then we'll specify our content. And for now, I'm going to go ahead and get rid of the error messages up here at the top. And for our use case, instead of having a link to the new comment within our index view, I just want to render the form. And when we render the form, we need to pass in a comment, local variable, and I'm just going to set this to the comment.new. So in the comments controller, create action, instead of specifying that we're doing a comment.new, I'm going to do a current user.comments.new. That way, whenever a comment is created, it's always gonna be created in the context of the current user. And at the bottom of the comment parameters, we wouldn't want to allow the user ID to be updated, but instead, we would want the content to be updated, which is going to be where the actual comment is stored via action text. And typically when I'm working with something like comments in the context of a current user. So for example, the set comment, this is set for the comment dot find. And instead I would do a current user.comments.find. That way, whenever we go to destroy a comment, whenever we go to update a comment, or show a comment, which we won't really have in this episode, then it's always going to be in the context of the current user. And also for now, whenever a new comment is created, I just wanted to go back to the comments path because on the index action, that's where we are actually displaying the form as well as all the comments. And also in the index view, I'm simply just going to change this to use some div tags instead of a table. And for our comment content, that's simply just going to pull from the action text and display it appropriately. And in our user model, we would also have to create the other end of the relationship for the comments till he has many, and then comments. And you may want to add a dependent destroy on here so that whenever a user is deleted, it'll remove the comments as well. But just use caution on something like a comments if you would want to retain the comment, but maybe have a user deleted message instead of displaying their name. But now come into our application. You can see that we have action text working. We can paste in some text, and then we can create our comment. And then you can see that our comment has been created. If we create another comment, it'll simply just get displayed down here as well. So let's go ahead and add a little bit of styling to just separate the comments. And as we saw in the example, that's simply just going to add a border and a margin on the bottom and some padding. And for our metadata, we're just going to make it gray text. So coming back and refreshing, that looks a bit better. So now we need a way to list out all of the emojis that we want to use. And so in our images folder, I'm going to create a new folder, and I'm going to call this the Emojis folder. And you might be able to find some emojis online, or you may want to create your own, but I found just a few that I'll go ahead and paste in here. And when using emojis, you want to keep in mind that these are going to be little icons, so you wouldn't necessarily want to do something that's 500 pixels and 18 kilobytes in size. Instead, you definitely want to optimize these images and make them a lot smaller. But now that we have these emojis, we need a way to loop through these and display them for a user to select. So whether you create a service object or if you just create a class in the models folder, which I'm going to do, I'm just gonna call this the emoji.rb, and then we'll have a class for our emoji, and it's not going to inherit from the active record base or application record because it's simply just a plain old Ruby object. And so really the goal here is that I'm going to want to loop through that emoji's directory to look at all of the installed images and treat them as an emoji. So ideally, I would like to get an array back, and that array, I would want each file to be a hash. And one of the keys in there, we would want the emoji image name, and then we would want some kind of text where we could display the emoji name to where we can use it as a title on the image. So let's try to create where if you call it an emoji.all, then it's going to return that array of hashes. So we can create a class method, self.all, and I want this to create a new instance of our emoji class and then call the all method. So we have our all method, and then we want this to get our list of emojis. And we can create that private method where we have our list of emojis, and we want to get the directory of our children, and we need to specify some kind of path, and then we can loop through these, and then we will call some method on our file. So the directory.children of the path is essentially going to list out all of the files within a specified directory, and then it's going to loop through and create an array where we would have some method, and then we have our file. And so for this some method, we want that to be returning a hash, so then we would have an array of hashes. So for our path, I'll give this a bit better name. We would just call this our emojis path, and for the method that we'll create, let's just call this our emoji hash. So for the emojis path, we want this to be at the root of our Rails directory. We can then join the app, assets, images, then the emojis directory. The emoji hash is gonna take in our file, we can then simply return a hash with the key of our file. And that file is going to be something like the emoji.png. But then we also need to pass in our text. And the text, we want to have some kind of humanized version of our file. So we can have our humanized method for our file. And in order to get that, instead of getting the entire path or anything like that, we really just want the base name, of the file and then we would call humanize on that. And the base name for the file is simply going to be a file.base name, passing in the file and also the file.extension name of the file. So let's go ahead and test this out. We can go to our Rails console and we can do a puts emoji dot all. And you can see that we get back, we have our key names and then we also have the texts. And so within our comment div, let's go ahead and create a div and a class for our emojis. And this is where we will just loop through the emoji.all. And so it looks a little bit strange here, but it looks like we are calling our database directly from our view here. But remember, this is not tied to an active record object. But if you do have a lot of emojis in your system, you may want to do some fragment caching here. We then do an image tag. And one thing that we do have to do when we do our image tag, because we just have a file name like the pirate.png is that we need to pass in the emojis directory. So you could build that as an extra key for the file path within the emojis hashes that we're generating, but then we would want to pass in the emoji and the key. So saving this and starting up a Rails application, we can come back and refresh, And we have our images, but again, they're very large because I haven't done any optimizing on them. So we can pass in a size on here. And this is simply just adding in a size on the front end and not doing any kind of image manipulation. So again, you do want to make sure that you're using properly sized images. But while we're in here, let's go ahead and add in our title. And our title is going to be the Emoji Text. So saving this, coming back and refreshing, we now have our emojis. But we do need to add some styling in order to get these grayed out. And so first, I'm going to create a link to, and this is going to be our link to toggle, but for now, I'm just going to make it an empty anchor. Then we would have our class, and for our classes, we would have an emoji for the single emoji, then also want to create an emoji-gray. So that would be our grayed out and then if someone has used that particular emoji on a comment then we can put a conditional to remove this class and then we could pass in a block with the contents of that link to text. In this case it's just going to be our emoji image. And I'm not the best stylist here but I do have some CSS that we can use to clean this up to make it a little bit nicer. And so refreshing now we now have our emojis and as we hover over them it colorizes them, and when we move our mouse off of it, it removes the color. So now when we hover over one of these, we want to have that data persist to the database. And in our routes.rb file, we can create a block on our comments resource because we would need our resource for the emote to have the context of the comment. But for this resource, we don't need all the different CRUD actions, So just to have a friendly URL, let's do only the show action. So we can create a new controller and it's going to be the emotes underscore controller.rb and it's going to inherit from the application controller and then we'll have our show action. And because we are using device, you may want to add a before action authenticate user because this is going to be in the context of the current user. So we can first find our comment and that's gonna be under the parameter comment ID, and then we need something where we can persist this. So typically, because we are talking about a comment and a user, I would create a model like a user comment, but that's not very descriptive of what it's actually doing. So I might generate a different kind of model, like an emote, and it would have a user with a belongs to, it would have a comment with a belongs to, And then we would want the actual emoji name. And because we aren't persisting our emoji in the database or anything, so we don't have an ID number, it's just pulling from a folder, we would need to store the name of the image that it's going to pull from. And so pulling up the migration for the emotes, we would want to make sure that we add a database constraint for the emoji that it is not null. And then we can run Rails DB Migrate. And one thing about this is that we could create a index on the user and the comment and the emoji to ensure that it is unique, because it would make sense for a user to make the same emote on the same comment twice. And you could do that, but then you're essentially doubling the size of this table because you're persisting the data for all these fields on the database, but then you're also generating a duplicate record of that as an index, except for the time step. So it's not quite double, but it's still going to be a much larger table. But we're gonna look at a way that we can kind of mitigate that to make life a little bit easier. So I'll just go ahead and run my database migrations to create that table. And then we can come up to our models and start creating the relationships. So we can say that user has many emotes. When a user is deleted, we would want to delete those as well. And then typically, you would have a has many and then comments through the emotes. But the issue here is that we already have a has many comments, and this would start interfering with that. So we could say has many emoted comments through the emotes, and then we can pass in a class name and then comment. But this isn't really going to be needed because there probably isn't a reason for a user to want to see all of the different comments that they have emoted on but perhaps there is. So I'll just leave that commented out. And then for our comments, a comment has many emotes. And when a comment is destroyed, we would also want to destroy the emote. And again, you can have a has many users, but even though that probably won't interfere with this belongs to users, it still seems a little bit strange. So you may want to call this emoters through the emotes. And again, we want to have a class name of our user, but I'll leave this commented out because it's not required for this. In our emotes controller, we can say that our emote is equal to the current user.emotes And we want to find by the comment and the comment, and then also the emoji. We're going to have to pass this in in our link. So let's just create a params and then emote on here. And so the problem here is that if this emote doesn't exist, then we want to create it and if it does exist, then we want to destroy it. That way, unless if we're talking about a race condition, a user cannot create the same emote twice for the same comment. So we can use a little trick where we can do a find or initialize by the comment and the emoji param, and it's also going to take into account the current user. So if the emote is a new record, then we can simply just call emote.save Otherwise, we call emote.destroy. And because this is just a simple application, we could just redirect to the root path, which in our case is the comments index. But typically, if I were to do this on a more production instance, then I would have a remote true on the link calling the emotes show. Then I would re-render a partial for the emojis so it can update the text. And so for an emoji, for now, we just need some kind of size count. So we can take our comment.emojis and we would want to select the emoji where the emoji is equal to the key. This key is gonna be the same one that we are getting from our hash. And then we can call dot size on here. And so that's going to allow us to display the size so you can see the number of emotes on that particular emoji. And then we can remove this emoji gray and then we can interpolate in. If the size is zero, then we want to display it gray. Otherwise, we want to display nothing. And that's just going to be essentially our toggle for graying out the emoji or not. And then we can change our empty anchor to a path. So we can have our comment underscore emote path. And we want to pass in our comment object. And then we also need to pass in the emote or whatever the parameter that it is that we used within our controller to find the emoji and that was the emote and we can simply set this to the emoji key and so now coming back to our rails application you can see that we have a zero number on these and when we click on one of these we see the number update and then when we move our mouse off of it it stays lit up with color and again we can come up to our assets and we can add some styling here And for the size, we could just wrap this in a span so we can give that a class. And actually with a content tag, instead of just using a regular tag, you can actually include the size as a second parameter and that would admit the need for having a block. So coming back and refreshing, now you can see that it looks a little bit nicer with our different emojis. And there are some optimizations that you can do. I typically don't like doing a select like this within the view. So we could call a emotes size on here, and then passing in the emoji key. Then on the comment model, we could create that method, the emotes size with the key. We can paste this in here for the current record. And then we would just have to update this to the key. And also because we are looping through the emotes on the comments controller, you probably would want to come up to the comments index action and then do an includes. Then the emotes to eager load that data. Coming back and refreshing to test this out, it still all works. And we can test this out with other comments and everything seems to work fine. And a couple of things that you may need to look out for, under the images assets, it's literally going to loop through each one of the files. So if you accidentally insert a file in here that is not an image, it could break our emoji class. For example, on a Mac, if I were to explore this folder, it would create a ds store file, but that should be in your git ignore, but it could mess up your testing of your local development environment. Another option with the emojis, and we pretty much paved the way for it, is to just store these in the database. Not necessarily the images, but you could create an emoji object and then have those uploaded through something like Shrine or Active Storage, and that way, If you ever wanted to add new emojis, or if you wanted to scope them to a particular organization where they could have their own custom ones, then you're not having to do any kind of custom code or deployments for those emojis. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for watching.